Blog Talk Radio. Shalom, 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 you know, get a little tongue twisted, 
Shalom, 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 shalom. You've reached another episode of Bible Talk. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Um, as you know, yeah, you know, I, I recently started working, and the schedule is pretty much on the weekends. Uh, it's pretty much gonna work a security. I'm working a security job. It's pretty much on the weekends, and it's it's pretty much overnight. Um, with that, I was I was trying to get schedules just for overnight so I could try and keep my days available so that I can keep the teaching going, uh, especially in the mornings. But this morning it was just it was a no go. I apologize to everybody. It was a no go. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, here in San Antonio, for those who might be in the San Antonio area, you know there was a, there was some intense fog this morning. That fog this morning was was <laughs> thick. It was like the Holy of Holies. It was just, well, I can't say that, but it was thick. All right, that 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 fog this morning was really thick. So by the time we got in, brothers and sisters, to try and do a, a morning show, it was it was just kind of hard. And I understand how inconvenient it might be for those who might be listening to me, who might be listening to, to Bible Talk, how inconvenient it might be to try and catch us, catch the live show uh, in the evenings. That is a lot more convenient to catch the um, uh, the, the podcast on either um, iHeartRadio Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Podcast Addict, um, or Apple iTunes Podcast. And then, again, and, and my wife gave me the... Um, uh, information about uh, YouTube music, YT music, uh, getting the podcast uploaded to that. And I just need to kind of just dedicate my mind to making that happen so that now our podcast can be found on YouTube music as well. So I need to work on that. Um, hopefully I'll find some time this week to go ahead and uh, uh, put that into action. All right. Because they say Google Podcasts is about to be shut down. All right. That Google Podcasts, I guess, you know, Google owns YouTube as well as Google Maps and all the uh, Google Meet and stuff like that. Um, they're letting go of Google Podcast, and I guess it's going to push everybody towards YT Music, uh, YouTube Music. So I'm working on that. I'm working on that. But uh, again, my apologies again. It just seems all I do is mess up. Um, we're here, right? We are here. Um, but in that, brothers and sisters, um, as you know, we do have classes um, with various schools across the country. All right, um, uh, San Antonio. Uh, we have the Sword of Truth, uh, which has class tonight, as a matter of fact. They just, they're just they about to start class here in about a half hour. Their class is located at 4444 Walsham Avenue, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address here. All right. <clears throat> they have class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. And then on Saturdays, they have a Sabbath class every Saturday. Um, so we invite you to check them out. Their YouTube channel also is Sword of Truth San Antonio. So we invite you to, um, to like, share, subscribe to their channel. You know, um, that they teach the truth, right? They're, they're one of many schools that teach the truth. So if you're in the San Antonio area, drop by and, and, and visit them, all right? Drop by and visit them, especially while they're, as they're getting their new, their new building put together, all right? Come and check them out and, and congregate, especially if you're getting ready for the, for the Passover. <clears throat> and everybody, please excuse me. Yeah, there's, um, as y'all remember from the past two podcasts, I got something real scratchy going on in my, in my throat, and, and I see it's here. So, forgive my voice. Forgive the, the coarseness. It's not just the um, the microphone. It's, it, it, that's me also tonight. All right, for our school in Houston, S O W, Houston, Texas, the Stream of Wisdom, located at two thirty one, FM Road two ninety two, Stafford, Texas, seven seven four seven seven. Being the address there, our the classes there in Houston 
are every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So you're actually in class right now. You can catch them live on YouTube, their YouTube channel right now, which is SOW Houston, Texas Stream of Wisdom. All right, they're on, they're live right now. If you want to, if you're not already there, checking them out, um, please do. Matter of fact, even if you are listening to my podcast, um, my podcast, um, there's no algorithm for my for for our podcast. All right, there's no algorithm for our podcast, but for the YouTube, there definitely is. So, with that being said, I do ask um, if if it's not if it's not too much of a problem for people, since um, Houston started the class at 10 p.m. tonight. Go and open a tab up um, on your um, on your computer, on your laptop, um, on your tab or whatever. Go open the tab, um, like, share, and subscribe to their class tonight. Then at 7:30, come back in another tab and like, share, and subscribe to um, the 7:30 class of San Antonio. That way we can get the algorithms up for these. Uh, for these schools, um, as they're all teaching great knowledge, uh, coming from great perspectives, but we want to get the algorithms up so that that th- th- this this measure can get, can be, uh, be put out there. And what's it going to hurt? What's going to hurt to open up a tab and hit like? All right. And if, as long as you keep the tab open, even if you go go between back and forth between tabs, at least when they do the algorithm, they'll see that there there is um, potential there. And we want to get that with everybody. So again, like the, like everybody says, like, share, and subscribe. <clears throat> Our YouTube channels are not monetized. All right? Our YouTube channels are not monetized, like some other camps, like some other um, schools that you that, that you might be seeing on, on, on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, but YouTube. We're not monetized. All right, but it's just to get the, 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 the shares out that we can just get help get this word out. Right? That we help get the most size word out, so we can get the hell home. Um, and home not being, you know, I'm from Albuquerque. That's not my home. All right, home is not. Um, uh, uh, you know, for those brothers and sisters who are from Bahamas or from Louisiana or from uh, 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 Haiti or from, from Grenada, but home is back in Israel, right? Under the, the providence, under the goddesship, under the rules, laws, statutes, commandments of the Most High, all right? Going home. We want to go back home, y'all. So with that being said, um, the class in Houston are every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., all right? And then also on Saturdays, please join in for the Sabbath ceremony there in Houston, all right? Starting at 10 a.m., going to around 2 p.m., all right? <clears throat> on Wednesdays, you can also catch them, um, um, the YouTube channel on Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Do I get this right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Classes are every Monday and Wednesday. Their YouTube is every Wednesday. Forgive me. Their YouTube is every Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 9 p.m., all right? Then on Saturdays, come back with a Sabbath class. So please check them out, all right? For our school in Norfolk, the Norfolk, Virginia area, located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, any the address there. Um, they have class every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's Eastern Standard Time. And then, then again, on Saturday, starting at 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, okay? <clears throat> You can catch them on their Facebook Live page, SOW North Virginia Stream of Wisdom on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out, y'all. They're doing, they're doing some great teaching. The brother um, uh, Kazakia Arya Bahar, they're doing some great teaching, y'all. Go ahead again, check them out. All right, if you're in if you're in the area, go to the school. All right, gather yourselves together. Yeah, gather together, oh nation. 
that desire before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. All right? Good job, son. Good job, son. Cool. Um, as I was saying, uh, North Virginia, um, you can catch the mind on the Facebook Live and then also on their YouTube channel on um, Friday nights, um, the SOW Stream of Wisdom, Norfolk, Virginia. Friday nights from 10 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then Saturdays at 12 noon for the Sabbath ceremony. And they got it unlocked, y'all. They got that Sabbath ceremony unlocked. You definitely want to check them out. Uh, if you're a visual learner, you want to check them out. They really, they're going over the tour. They're going to re- check them out, y'all. They, they're doing a great job with that. A great job with that. Sending the prayers up and, and, and everything. It, it's good. And it's heartfelt. Uh, it's heartfelt. Far School in Rochester, headed by our brother, Priest Zion Allah, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A. Rochester, New York, 14606, meaning address there. They also have class every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday that you, you're more than welcome to go to if you're in the area, in the Rochester, New York area. You also check out their YouTube page, SOW, Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, um, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, um, Eastern Standard Time, and again on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m., all right? Other YouTube choices that you might have at your, uh, available for you is the Hidden Truth Bible Show, <clears throat> Israelite Media Corps, Five Minutes of Wisdom, and Hidden Books. Now, that's what, again, like, share, subscribe to all of these. It's there. All right? It's definitely there. There's th- that the way the, the schedule put together for the YouTube and for the Facebook Lives and everything was that every night of the week, every day of the week, you can find some teaching. All right? that, that, that's, that's what it's been set up for. Every night of the week, you can find somebody teaching. All right? And then we were trying to do the blog talk in the mornings, um, Monday through Thursdays, from 10 a.m. To, to 12 noon. We tried to do that in the mornings, but, you know, working with plantation, we're still in captivity. We're still in slavery. <clears throat> we have to adjust. All right? We definitely have to adjust to make our adjustments. That's why we need to wake up to 144,000 men so Christ can finally come and we can go home. Then God's will will finally be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom come. God's will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Um, for those who came up with the calendar, um, as we just uh, got past uh, Purim, all right, didn't get a chance to announce that. We did, we, we did just finish the, the holiday of Purim. And the next major one, y'all, the next major one, you got it, Passover, all right, Passover. Um, the Sword of Truth and uh, uh, Stream of Wisdoms will be congregating, all right? They will be congregating March 31st, all right? They will be congregating March 31st. Uh, here in San Antonio, please reach out to Brother Warner Iyer, area code 210-862-2643. Please reach out to him and get the invitation, the RSVP, um, uh, for, for the Passover uh, convocation, which will be held March 31st here in San Antonio. Now, the reason I'm stressing the convocation is because one thing that's been done here in San Antonio uh, and Houston for, for, for well over a decade now is that our main, the main income... Uh, that was supporting the brothers and supporting the work here in San Antonio as well as in um, Houston, was working the malls, selling the oils uh, in the malls. Uh, and that that being the case, the malls, the only time they were closed is on um, Easter, uh, Christmas, and Thanksgiving. That would be the only days that they, the mall would be closed. But that being said, you know, Easter was always kind of close to the Passover. So knowing that that, that Sunday that there was not going to be any work, on that Sunday, um, they kind of started this thing where they would gather together, that we would gather together 
on Easter Sunday. All right, uh, just for the convocation. Some some on uh, some days the um, Passover it did actually fall on that date, but on other days it the actual Passover didn't. But we just gathered together. So in keeping with that, um, with, with that, um, they're observing the convocation where we can get as many people as possible together to convocate, to come together in, in, in an assembly on March 31st here in San Antonio. But the actual Passover, the actual Passover is actually April 21st. Right? The actual Passover is April 21st. And for those that are, you know, Hebrew scholars and into the, into the Hebrew and, and, and like the little intricacies, remember, there's in the Hebrew calendar, there's an intercalary month, right? There's an intercalary month. And that's about every four years, just like similar to every four years, there's a leap year with the, the, uh, the current world calendar that the world uses right now. Um, in the Hebrew calendar, about every four years, they would have to add an extra month. There would be actually 13 months to a year um, with the Hebrew calendar. And that was added be- because you know, there's not an actual 360 days uh, in the year in, 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 in the, with lunar cycles, right? That if we kept going the way we're going, that Passover, which is supposed to be a springtime um, celebration, uh, done during, uh, especially, you know, Feast of First, first Fruits, which is supposed to be us bringing the first fruits of the spring crop, that if we kept it going, it'd be dead of winter, right? That if the calendar, if we didn't go every four, the fourth year and adjust by putting an extra month, an intercalary month into the calendar, before you know it, then Passover would be in November. Passover would be in December, right? And it's supposed to be seasonal, right? That, that the, the high holidays that, that we have and the complications that we did receive it was it was it was it was based around harvest times. If you look at the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of unleavened bread is, is is relevant to the spring harvest. So we would have to bring the first fruits as well, again. Oh, not, not the first fruits, the un, uh, unleavened bread. We would have that along with the Passover, and then the following day we would have the feast of first fruits. But we would bring literally the first fruits of our crops of that year, which, which would be in the springtime. That would give us our first um, convocations: Passover, unleavened bread, and then first fruits. Then 50 days later, we're coming into into summer. Um, we have Pentecost, where we would gather together, and it was required for us to have to bring um, our harvest, bring the, the 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 from the crops to to the animals from the spring to the summer. We would be required to bring that. All the men were required to have to bring that offering to represent their family, to represent the household. Then the fall harvest, which would be the Feast of Tabernacles, all right? Real quick, y'all, real quick. I don't have to, I can let the Bible talk, right? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16. And verse 16. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 16, all right? And it says, um... In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, remember, and these were some of the last words that Moses spoke to the Israelites right before we went into the promised land and right before uh, at the end of the 40 years. This is at the very, very, like that last month of the 40 years that we were in the wilderness. This was some, the, the book of Deuteronomy are the words of Moses to our forefathers. So here in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, it says, three times in a year, 
shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose in the feast of unleavened bread, which is in the springtime and in the feast of weeks, the, the, the um, seven weeks, which gives the 50 days, the, the, um, uh, the day of Pentecost. That was that's a high holy day from the Old Testament. That wasn't something new in the New Testament. We've been had that. That was established when we came out of, from the time we came out of Egypt. Okay. And then it says, and in the Feast of Tabernacles, which is in the fall, right? The Feast of Tabernacles is in the fall. And then it goes on to read, um, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Every man shall give as he is able. Every man shall give according as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he has given thee. So these high holidays wasn't just about, you know, just dressing up. And just making sure it, it became a fashion show and just make sure you see me and make sure I'm being seen or whatever. That these high holidays, and we're going to keep the spirit of what the high holiday was about. It was about bringing an offering to the most high from the, from the land that he had blessed us with. From the crops and from everything that we've been blessed with, that we're supposed to bring that to the most high as an offering. That's, where, that was the, that's the purpose of, of these high holidays. Again, we had the Passover, which commemorated God bring us out of captivity, bringing the Israelites out of slavery, uh, destroying the Egyptians in, in doing so. Um, we have unleavened bread to remember that for that that we weren't supposed to bring the bread or, or, or the likes of what we were leaving in Egypt. Uh, and then the first fruits, the spring harvest. Fifty days later, bring the uh, Pentecost. Right? The, uh, the, the, the bring of the harvest of the summer harvest. And then in the fall, the Feast of Tabernacles, right? So these are very important to the Most High and, and us showing thanks to the Most High. Again, if this was not about a fashion show, this wasn't like, like you know, it, it's a shame for those who might remember uh, one of the Outcast uh, songs and, and the Bishop Don Magic Wand back from the, um, uh, the, two, the 90s and the 2000s, where it was about the player's ball. And now, it, it, or, you know, even going back to church. That somehow going to church is all about making sure you look your best at church. It wasn't about actually going and learning and serving God. It's who looks the best. You know, especially, and I never went to a black church. Well, the idea was very rare. But the stereotypical um, uh, image they give about the black church, you get that old black woman who's got to have the biggest damn hat um, um, ever um, so that she can just be seen. Um, and everybody put on their Sunday best. If not about learning the word, and plus we can learn the word of God. We learn a lot of damn songs. We learn a lot of damn hymns, but not actually learning the Bible, right? But it was it was a fashion show, right? It became a fashion show, and unfortunately, a lot of Israelites we keep that same Christian mentality of making sure we get to the Passover. So it's about the fashion show, and it's not about look we're actually coming together to please the Most High. But it's about see me, see me, let me boast, see me. Um, anyway, you know, we, we're the Israelites. I'm, I'm leaving it that. We're the Israelites. So we're supposed to appear before the Most High three times a year. So, again, here in San Antonio, um, the Sword of Truth, as well as the um, Stream of Wisdom schools, we'll be having a convocation where we'll get together for the Passover dinner, all right, to observe that, where we can actually come, uh, get the most people to come together. That's going to be March 31st, all right? Sunday, March 31st. 
But the actual Passover is going to be April 21st, sundown April 21st, okay? And the way that's normally done, yes, we do come together for the Passover meal um, on that site, well, which will be Sunday, the 31st, March 31st. We'll come together for Passover meal, but then as far as, as the observing the week of 11 bread, well, you generally it's waited until um, uh, the actual Passover comes up. And go from there. But again, that's also up to each individual um, household how that's going to be done. If the household, if the father, the head of the house decides, no, we're going to do the Passover uh, meal and we're going to do the week of 11 bread now, that's up, that's up to the head of that house. All right. Um, whereas others, like, no, we'll observe the, the convocation, we'll come together now, but we're not going to actually do the unleavened bread until the actual Passover date. All right, and we just want to make sure they keep that that conscious clear with the Most High, what have you. Um, either way, you know, it, it, there's not there's not a right or wrong to it. Is that we're practicing the righteous acts, we're practicing the um, uh, observing of the high holidays, especially coming out of uh, an American mind state where we're so used to doing things like Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays. We're so used to doing those type of um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. We're used to doing so many of those pagan things that to come back and, and start somewhere. You know, and, and again, let me stress the word start, not finish, start somewhere. We can start there, you know, we can start there in our in our rehearsing of the righteous acts. So getting back to my announcements, y'all, I'm getting a little long-winded on my soapbox. Um, I'd like to also welcome, uh, invite everybody, please check out Brother Aisha White Design, the Brother uh, Mike Allah, uh, with the Fountain of Wisdom on Facebook, right, with the Fountain of Wisdom on Facebook. Um, they're doing a great job holding down the tour and going over the readings coming out of Albuquerque, New Mexico and out of Dallas, Texas. Right? Check them out on, on their Facebook, Found of Wisdom. And if you're in the Albuquerque area, check out Brother Ice White. I'll give him a call. Area code 505-218-4218. Area code 505-218-4218. All right? Um, reach out to him. Brother's a hell of a counselor. All right? Brother's a hell of a counselor. Reach out to him. Doing a great job. And then on Saturdays, Again, reach out to the Father of Wisdom on Facebook. Uh, the Brother Mike Olive, um, who actually has several doctorates, um, has been to Israel many times. The Brother's got an, a, a, a very outstanding perspective and outlook of actually having been over to Israel, actually having visited a lot of these, these archaeological places. He's actually been there, uh, feet on the ground, dust on his, uh, on his clothes. He's been there um, and does those type of studies. So check him out. Uh, they, they, they do an excellent job every Saturday. The brother Aisha White is not coming with the insight um, uh, that he comes with. Check them out, y'all. Do yourself that favor. And remember, everything, everything about being a Hebrew Israelite goes back to the law. It goes back to our foundation. It goes back to the Torah. So you, it, without that, we got nothing. All right? Without that, we might as well stay in church. We might as well stay in, in a sorority. We might as well stay in a fraternity. We might as well stay in the Boy Scouts. If we're, if we're not going to deal with God's law, we, we got nothing. You know, as, as, as uh, the song lyric uh, goes to my mind, I, my, my daughter's been singing it so lately. If we ain't got nothing, if I ain't got you. Now, obviously, I'm not at least key, especially with my voice and everything. But if we don't have the law, if we don't have the Torah, we got nothing, y'all. We got nothing. Those are the, the, the Torah is the words of God. Right? The Torah is the words of God. If we don't have that... We don't have nothing. All right? 
cool. So check them out, okay? Please check them out. Um, at this time, you know, I've been collecting a prayer list. I have been collecting a prayer list of, of, of brothers, sisters, and families that need a little extra prayer. Um, I'm going to continue that. All right, I'm going to continue that um, with this prayer. And I just ask that if you, if you, if you could go back, if it's not too much trouble, if you could go back and get the, the list of names from, again, where we, we are ISBHPK Bible Talk under Google Podcast, uh, under iHeartRadio Podcast, under um, Apple iTunes Podcast, or even Podcast Addict. All of our shows are there. The shows that I'm doing, the excellent shows that the Brother um, Tazapa is doing, the, the, the great shows that the Brother um, uh, Bonabad is doing, go check them out. But I'm asking that you might... Hopefully you're going back and, and, and check out some of the classes that, we, that we're doing, some of the classes I'm doing. If nothing else, if nothing else, go back and get the names, these names, all right? Go back and get these names and add them to your own prayers, please. All right? Add them to your own prayers. That I'm not going to read it tonight. Uh, even, uh, everything in me is telling me to. Uh, it is, so let me go ahead and go there. When we go to Philippians. When we go to the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 1, these are the words of, of, of our teacher Paul. Right? Paul says, he's reminding us, he's exhorting us, he's admonishing us. If there be, Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ. You know what, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me read this. You know what, I'm going to read this in, in the King James. Then I'm going to come back and read it in the, basic, the Bible in basic English. All right? Just, just to maybe help people's comprehension. Let me try this. So Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies. So let me, let me do this on this verse here. That was the King James. Um, when we look at the AFV, the AFV is the is a, a Bible that's called a faithful version, right? a faithful version of the Bible. And I just want to read some of these scriptures and some of these other versions, because some people, you're, you're being in America, you got no reading comprehension at all, all right? That they have made sure to destroy our people's minds. Um, and the Brother Thomas Pop was going over that. If y'all been checking on his, 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 um, his podcast, how, I don't know if you brought out in this last one, but it was just a, a conversation me and him what we're having. Do y'all know that Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, in, in, in interviews and in books, magazines, or interviews, they only let their children on an iPad for an hour a day. I mean, hour a week. And that's on the weekends. An hour, y'all. Think about that. Why was Steve Jobs, the owner and founder, even though he's dead now, I'm not going to say rest in peace, um, he only would allow his children on an iPad for an hour on the weekend. If I, if I remember, I think it, it was just for a weekend. An hour. Because he knows that what he created destroys the minds of people. It takes away reading comprehension. Reading comprehension is gone. Bill Gates the same way. They will not let their children have access to these products that they have become damn near trillionaires with. I forget trillion, billionaires. Billionaires for sure. I don't want I don't need to over exaggerate. Billionaires. In the dumbing down of America, but the dumbing down of Israelite children. Because when you have Israelite children, you have our, our kids, 
that can barely walk but not to get access to your phone, find YouTube on your phone from the icons, from the emojis, able to pull up their favorite um, um, show, cartoon or whatever, but can't read? We, we don't see a problem with that? Well, obviously we don't because we, we keep doing it. All right? We keep doing it. That as much as the Most High wants us to read, we give ourselves to everything else but reading. But reading. So with that being said, for Philippians chapter 2 verse 1, the AFB, it says, Now then, if there be any encouragement in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any deep inner affections and compassions. Are y'all hearing this? Hopefully you're reading. I don't know if you're reading the actual version with me, but maybe you're reading. That if, you, if we're looking for any encouragement, if you want Christ to encourage you, all right? I mean, this is, this is the key. This is the plug. This is one of those mysteries to the kingdom of heaven right here. If a person wants Christ to encourage them, if any comfort or love, if you want Christ to comfort you in love, if there's going to be any fellowship, no more feeling alone, no more feeling by yourself, if there's going to be any fellowship of the Spirit, if any deep inner affections and compassions, all right? Again, we're just reading Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, and that's from a faithful version, all right? Um, the ASV, the American Standard Version, is pretty good, too. The American Standard Version says, if there is therefore any exhortation in Christ, if any uh, exhortation, if you want to be exhorted, lifted up by Christ, if any consolation of love, you don't feel loved, and you want Christ to love you, here's the key. If any fellowship of the Spirit, if you want somebody to share a moment with, but you want Christ to share a moment with you, if there are any, if any tender mercies and compassion, you feel like, like nobody's showing you mercy? You feel like nobody's showing compassion? There's a way to get it from Christ. All right? Um, the Bible of basic English, the Bible of basic English says, if then there is any comfort in Christ, any help given by love, oh my goodness, the Bible of basic English, if then there is any comfort in Christ, any help given by love, any uniting of hearts in the spirit, any loving mercies and pity, come on, y'all. If there's going to be any comfort in Christ, any help given by love, any uniting of hearts in the spirit, any loving mercies and pity, any, there's a way to get it. There's a way to get it. All right? Let's go to verse 2. The King James Version says, uh, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Now, for somebody who's selfish, when, when, when we read here and it says be like-minded, that means a selfish person be like, yeah, everybody needs to think like me. <laughs> for, for a selfish person. But what we're, what we're reading about is if a person wants to get any comfort, consolation, love, help, mercy, compassion from Christ, 
He says, then we got to be like-minded, like Christ, minded like Christ, not, not our own definition of ideas, but we have to be minded like Christ. Fulfill you my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. All right? Uh, when we compare this, where's my compare? Um, the, a faithful version? Fulfill my joy, that you be of the same mind, having the same love, being joined together in soul, minding the same thing. We're supposed to unite our souls, Christ. We're supposed to be, uh, unite our minds, Christ. All right? So we might have that, that, that comfort, that love, the consolation, that tender mercy, that, 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 that um, compassion. All right? A standard version, um, the American Standard Version says, Make full my joy that you be of the same mind, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. And then the Bible basic English says, make my joy complete. If we want Christ, he says, make my joy complete. This is the Bible of basic English for Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. <coughs> make my joy complete by being in the same mind, having the same love, being in harmony and of one mind. All right? Verse 3. Give me back. Give me back. Give me back. Give me back. Okay, we're here. Verse 3, the King James Version says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. All right? So, as we come back and look at the American, uh, a faithful version, it says, Let nothing be done through contention or vainglory. But in humility, uh-oh, each, each, not just a selfish person making sure everybody else is thinking, just thinking about them, that each esteeming the others above himself. If we want Christ to come in and give us that comfort, that love, that fellowship, the uniting of our souls, the uniting of, of our minds, that tender mercy, that, that um, I don't know why Diana Ross just came to my mind. Just say a little prayer for you forever. Forever, forever. I don't even know why that damn song's in my head right now, but if there's going to be any of these type of things going on, and it's going to come from Christ, and what's the beautiful thing about it coming from Christ, y'all? It's forever. Forever, ever. Forever. Whereas everything else is going to be temporary. Everything else is going to be temporary. We need it from Christ. Right? So it says, we have to fulfill his joy. Now, let, let, let nothing be done through contention or vainglory, but in humility, each esteeming the others above himself. That was a faithful version. American Standard Version says, doing nothing through faction or through vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, each counting others better than himself. Who? These are some gems, y'all. These are some these are secrets. This is how you get the, the, the creator of the universe on your side. Him and his son. Alright? Bible and basic English. The Bible and basic English. Doing nothing through envy or through pride. But with low thoughts of self. Did you hear that? But with low thoughts of self, let everyone take others to be better than himself. 
you can always hear a selfish person saying saying something crass. All right, I'm not even going to even repeat it, even think about it right now. But if we want to get crass on the side, he, this this is where a person has to choose to get their mind to. This is where a person has to make the choice because we also have choices. We also have the ability. To, we have choices. Doing nothing through envy or through pride. But with low thoughts of self, let everyone take others to be better than himself. All right? Verse 4, the King James says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. All right? A faithful version says, let each one look not only after his own things, but let each one also consider the things of others. That's the faithful version. The American Standard Version says, um, not looking each of you to his own things, but each of you also to the things of others. And then the Bible in English says, not looking everyone to his, oh my goodness. The Bible in English, basic English says, not looking everyone to his private good, but keeping in mind the things of others. This is the key, y'all. This is the keys to the kingdom of heaven right here. Right? These are the keys to the kingdom of heaven right here. Verse 5. King James says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Right? So if we're going to be like-minded, it says, let this mind be in you. Choose to think like how Christ thought if we want this to happen. I mean, and it's a choice. It's a choice for us. Now, when we can back and read the American faithful, American faithful version, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. All right, cool, same thing. Uh, the American standard version says, have this, have this mind in you which was also in Christ Jesus. And then for the Bible, basic English, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. All right? So, again, as I put this, this prayer list, brothers and sisters, I need help. Okay? I'm, 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 not, I'm not the... I'm the first one to admit it. I ain't shit. All right? I ain't shit. Um, I was never voted uh, the most popular. Mr. Popularity back in school, I was never the most the most athletic. I was never voted most likely to succeed. Uh, you, you know, uh, I was damn sure I don't know nobody's um, um, honor roll or, or or what have you. I think out of a, if I remember correctly, out of like 1,800 people that graduated, I was like 1,000. I mean, just below average, okay, of, of my graduating class. Just below average. So there's nothing special about me, all right? So I need help. I need help. So in doing so, this is why I'm compiling. This is why we've been compiling and trying to pray for others and put others first. That this is the same mind that Christ had. That in adopting the same thing, there might be help. There might be the feeling of love, of compassion, of mercy. That Christ might send some consolation. All right? So I just ask, you know, in, in this long um, introduction I'm doing today, that you might get some of these names. Don't just pray for, for, for yourself or for you. Pray for others. All right? And that's why this, this is being compiled. 
Pray for others. So with that, it says, the Most High, in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, and to build up, and to defend, and to deliver. And Father, we ask uh, in, in, from Numbers chapter 6 that you might bless and that you might keep. Father, we ask that you might make your face to shine upon and that you might be gracious unto you. And Father, we ask that you might lift up your countenance up and, give, and give peace unto Naya, the wife of our brother Yawab, to Ayana, the wife of our brother Awanair, to the sister Yapaya, the wife of our, of our dearly beloved brother Ashar, um, who rest, uh, most I rest in peace. Please be with her and what she's going through right now at this time, Father. Uh, to the sister Bobby Dixon, to Sierra Leek, the daughter of her brother David, to our brother and sister and the family of Thalma Mercha and his wife, Waradaya, to our friends in Albuquerque, to Becky, to Daryl, and to Carmen, to the entire Lovett family, uh, including um, Aunt Sally, Ernestine Morris, um, Charlie Westbrook, and Edna Jackson. Father, to the entire Coates family, including our, uh, the brother Shapar. To Dawan Mayum out there in Houston and his family. To our brother Dawan here in San Antonio, the original brother with the Sword of Truth, West Beverly. To, the, um, to Cece, who is the daughter of our brother Tazapa and his wife Arakaya. To the daughter Isa Lee, the daughter of our brother Gabar Kawa. And to uh, Aliyah, the daughter of our brother Bonabad and his wife, Kwadashaya. To our brother Tazapan and his entire family, including his mother, Miss Catherine. Um, and to Miss Catherine's help, Miss Barbara and her husband, Mr. Charles. To our friend, to our brother, Yanawatan. Uh, to our, our the family, Gabaria Allah out there in Florida, and his wife, Aisha. Uh, and to her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson. And to all their nieces and nephews. Uh, including uh, Keontae and Rihanna. To our brother Sean Kodash and his family, including his wife Mariah and their son Kazakia. To our brother LV, to the brother LV out there in California, who honed it down with his, um, and he had his eye surgery, and he's recovering successfully from, from his eye surgery. Our brother LV and his mother Pat Washington and his cousin Lashonda Washington. To our sister Quadashaya. To our friend Sean Stark, our friend Sylvia Khan, to our brother Yama, and to our brother Kizakabar, who both right now at this time, Father, as you know, are locked up, and to the sister Ainoa. And Father, we ask that, that as we put that we put your name upon the children of Israel, and Father, that you might bless them. In Christ's name, as we try to adopt the mind of Christ and be like Christ, we ask all these things in his name. Thank you always. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, we got that out the way. Let me pull these notes up. Okay, let me do this. It's been 45 minutes. I've been you know, having this, this this opening like this. Let me go ahead and, and, and compartmentalize um, what, what's going on. Let me just start a quick intermission, a quick intermission right now, and then we're going to come back and continue this topic that we're going on in this series of Build Your, build your House Upon a Rock. Right, which is dealing with what are your beliefs established on? Your beliefs 
your habits, the things you do, what are they established on? Are they really established on the words of the Most High? Are they really established on the words of the Most High? Have you really examined yourself to know if you're in the faith of God or not, which is the purpose of this class? And when we left off last week, which was our last Wednesday, we were dealing with um, uh, what the Lord is, is, is telling us. We have to seek his face. Right? We have to seek his face. Why? Because he turns back on us. Not because, because he's a cruel God, but because we are a very stubborn, hard-hearted, stiff-necked, um, rebellious people that refuse to listen, that refuse to listen and obey our God, that refuse to trust the Lord God. All right? So he got so sick and tired of, of our behavior, he hid his face from us, and he has behind his face from us. So we want to come back now and make sure we're doing those things as we're learning to do the things that, that please him. As we're doing those things to please him. So I'm going to go ahead and, and hopefully during this intermission, whoever's in the kitchen doing all this, the dishes right now uh, can get that done. I can continue on with my class. I hope that ain't being done on purpose. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. I always do that twice. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, brothers and sisters, please join me in going to the book of Ezekiel. Now, this is the book of Ezekiel. And again, what I've been trying to cover and, and, and trying, trying to bring out the words of the Most High is that the Most High, he, he did hide his face from us, right? From our abominations and, and from us following the things that we cherish and not following things that he cherished and choosing not to follow the things that he cherished or things he likes and choosing not to have his judgment, but we want to make sure that judgment goes the way we feel it should go. Right, and that's been the history of the Israelites since we came out of Egypt. Right, that's been our history. So he hid his face from us, and then he put the primers out there. Cool. It's gotten to the point now. You have to. The most I said, you got to seek me now. After all I've done for y'all, it's time for y'all to seek me. Show me that. As much as we always try to manipulate the Most High into having to prove His love to us. On that, on that, real quick. On that, real quick. Um, when we go to Malachi, I want Ezekiel. You know what? Let me pull up another East Ward. Yes. When we go to Malachi, all right? The book of Malachi. And just like, you know, we, um, as we're going over this, for, for like people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs to make sure their children don't, don't get iPads and get on tablets and, and, and spend so much time on the Internet and, and pop culture and stuff, who benefits from that? Who benefits from making sure that their children are given to AI, artificial intelligence? Who benefits from that? It's not technology. As much as it might be called tricknology, but who benefits from that? At what detriment? At what cost? Right? At what detriment? And at what cost? That of uh, how much our people hate to read the words of God, anyway, and not been able to comprehend the words of God. So when we go to the Book of Malachi, chapter one, I'm gonna start at verse one. The Book of Malachi, chapter one, verse one. It says, "The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel." By Malachi. Okay? Verse 2. Listen up, y'all. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, wherein hast thou loved us? Let me ask you a question. What kind of, what would you call that type of people that God says, I love you, but they, they, they can come back and say, well, how you love, how you love me? What, what kind of what kind of, of 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 what kind of person is this? I, I know we're talking about we're reading about the Israelites, but damn, what 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 mental defect? What what what's going on with them, with with, with this type of people, that the creator of the universe is saying I've loved you, but they have the the, the haughtiness, the arrogance, the what we call it the the the, the gall. The gumption to say, but when do you, when has I loved us? And this is what the Most High is saying. This is what the, the nation of Israel has done. So called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Seminole Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, 
So come and say, this is what we've done. God says, I love you, but we're like, how you love us? You didn't give me what I want. God, you don't, God, you say you love us, but what have you done for me lately? This, this, this is the mentality that we have with the creator of the universe. He says, I love you, but we're like, no, you don't. That's not some little cute banter. That's not some playful, flirtatious type stuff. That's some evil. God is saying, I love you, but we're like, no, where have you loved us? Okay, you say you love us, but how? When we come back, verse 2, I just got to look at this in some of these other versions. I got to look at the same, the same verse in some of these other versions um, to help kind of make this well rounded. So they, um, uh, a faithful version says, I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, in what way do you love us? Wow. God says, I love, I have loved you, but we say, in what way do you love us? That, that, that we're questioning God, like, God made a statement, I love you, but like, how? No, you don't. In American Standard Version, the American Standard Version, it says, I have loved you, saith, saith Yahweh. Yet ye say, wherein hast thou loved us? Okay? The Bible in basic English. You have been loved by me, saith the Lord. But you say, where was your love for us? Wow. Wow. What's the good news say? I'm just curious. In the common, common English version, it says, Israel, I, the Lord, have loved you. And yet ye ask, in what way have I loved you? Wow. In the Good News Bible, the Good News Bible, it says, the Lord says to his people, I have always loved you. But they reply, how have you shown your love for us? Wow. I guess what I'm, 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 I'm ashamed of in being an Israelite. Seeing that this is how God is looking at the nation of Israel, and I'm, I am an Israelite. So this is how God's looking at me. That, I, that God makes a statement, I'm going to question God's loyalty. I'm going to question God's truth. I'm going to question God's sincerity. And that this is how he sees it. I guess that's what stands out to me about, about this right now. That God makes a statement, but we feel we can still question him. That we can, that we, 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 I mean, how haughty is that? How arrogant is that, that the creator of the universe can make this type of statement and we, we feel like we can still question his sincerity. That we can judge him. Wow. So let me see this here.
Let's check out the John Gill. When we read the John Gill exposition of the Bible, Bible commentary. When we read the Bible commentary on Malachi chapter 1 verse 2, it says, the scripture says, I have loved you, say the Lord. Now, this is what this, this historian, this, this actual scholar, this when his commentary about that statement right there. It says, which appeared of old by choosing them above all people upon the face of the earth to be his special and peculiar people by bestowing peculiar favors and blessings upon them, both temporal and spiritual, by continuing them a people. So a variety of changes and revolutions, and by lately bringing them out of the, the Babylonian captivity, restoring their land unto them, and the pure worship of the Most High among them. So this is where God says, I've loved you. And things he's done. Now, when, when the scripture says, yet ye say, wherein hast thou loved us? Here's what the commentator says. The Targum renders it, and if ye should say. And so Kamichi and Ben Malek, which imitates that through the might, that, that they might not have expressed themselves in so many words. Yet they seem disposed to say so. That what 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 the what what the target is saying from from these teachers is that we didn't say with our with our words as much as our behavior and our 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 uh, uh, what do they call that body language that that is it wasn't that we so much said it with our words but our our, our reactions and our behavior towards God. It says um, they thought they thought it, they thought it. If they say, if they say, if they said it not, and therefore to prevent such an objection, as well as to show their ingratitude, it is put in this form, and an instance of his love is demanded, which is very surprising. When they had they had so many, and shows great stupidity, and unthankfulness. Abarbanel renders the words, "Wherefore hast thou loved us?" That is, there is not a reason to be given for loving us, which he supposes was the love of Abraham to God, and therefore his love to them was not free, but by way of reward to Abraham's love. And consequently, they were not so much obliged to him for it. <laughs> He's saying, so this is what this scholar says, that because Abraham was God's friend, that's the only reason why the Israelites and God loved that. It's not really that God loved the Israelites as much as God loved Abraham. So it's because God loved Abraham, and this like the Israelite mentality coming back to, to God. You love Abraham. You don't really love us. So you really don't love us. You only love Abraham. You, 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 you don't really sincerely care about us. You care about Abraham and not us. That this is our mentality. This is our mentality. Either way, this, this, is, this, is, this deserves punishment. 
which we have definitely received, and having come here to the Americas and suffer every last thing that we've had to suffer. Man. So with that being said, brothers and sisters, with that being said, uh, let me finish up the scripture. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 2, it says, I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, wherein has I loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord. Yet I loved Jacob. And I hated Esau. And laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. That God is saying, look, I, I showed my love to you when I picked you over Esau. Before y'all were born, I picked y'all. That I was going to be your God. You're going to be my people. And the fact that I did that when Esau was the firstborn, the fact I let, I prophesied of what was going to happen. And it happened that same way I said it. That's when I showed y'all love. But we're like, that's not enough? Or you only did it because you loved Abraham. You don't really love us. The un- remember, we, the ingratitude, the ungratefulness. Wow. Wow. So with that being said, most I hear this face from us, right? So let's go to Ezekiel now. Let's go to Ezekiel. Chapter 20. And we'll start at verse 30. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 20. And we'll start at verse 30. And it says, Wherefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Are ye polluted after the manner of your fathers? Are y'all thinking the same way your fathers thought? Is our minds so thwarted, corrupted, twisted, um, uh, sick, our fathers? And obviously not, not like our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but like, you know, our fathers. And commit ye whoredom after their abominations. Are we still doing the same wicked practices that our forefathers did that got God pissed off with us in the first place? Do we still have that mentality? You know, God says we have a, a horse forehead. No, no, I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get that. That we look for every reason why not to follow God, why not to obey God, like a whore. All right, verse 31. For when ye offer your gifts, when ye make your sons to pass through the fire, ye pollute yourselves with all your idols, even unto this day. And shall I be inquired of by you? O house of Israel, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. So God is like, like giving a little list, like, y'all are still doing the same crap that your forefathers did, that your, that your dads did. You're still doing the same crap they're doing. And then you come to bring, you offer your gifts of what is precious to you, even if it's, it means killing your sons. And then you pollute yourself with all of your own idols. But things that you cherish, things you look, look to. God says, even to this day, you're doing it. And then we're going to have the, he says, and then you have like, like you're going to actually come and be inquired. You're going to come and ask me why I'm doing what I'm doing? You, like God is like, like y- y'all are doing all this. And then you have the nerve to come and ask me, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why have I ignored y'all? Out of my face from y'all? Why I'm not there to rejoice in what you are happy about, what you put all your time and energy and effort into, not thinking about God at all, 
And now we're asking God, why weren't you there? Why aren't you there to support me in, in, in my wickedness? Why aren't you there to hold my hand and I'm going the 180 degrees opposite of what you want? Why aren't you there, God? God's like, you really think I'm going to be inquired by you? You really think you're going to ask me what the hell it is I'm doing? And, and you got all this going on, but you feel you can ask me what I'm doing. You, you're still as filthy and wicked as your father is. You still have that mentality, but you that we have the, the arrogance. We're going to ask God what he's doing, but, you know, we don't say it out loud. So it can't be said. Well, I never said that. You, you know, we, 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 become them, <laughs> we become them jailhouse lawyers quick. And, 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 but don't we, I guess we lack the word empathy. For what, how God sees things, we 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 refuse to put ourselves in His shoes to look at how filthy we are, and keep wanting Him to put Himself in our shoes, so we can see how we see He's wrong from our perspective. So that you, do you really think I'm going to be inquired about you? That you're going to ask me questions about what I'm doing, and you refuse to look at what you're doing? Come on, y'all. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 32. And that which cometh into your mind should not be at all. That you say we will be as the heathen, as the families of the countries to serve wood and stone. He's like, that, that thought, that's not, not going to come to pass. That's not, no, that's not going to happen. That we're going to be as the heathen. We're going to be like everybody else in the world. Everybody else in the world is doing the same thing, and you're going to accept us. God saying, no, it's not going to be that way. Hosea chapter 5. The book of Hosea chapter 5. And verse 15. Hosea chapter 5 verse 15. Hosea chapter 5 verse 15. I will go and return to my place. Till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. Again, this is the words of God. This is how, this is how God's coming across. I will go and return to my place. Till they acknowledge their offense. And seek my face. Seek to do those things that please God, not ourselves. Then it says, in their affliction, they will seek me early. We're supposed to be. It's supposed to give us a change of heart. Y'all remember that? That, 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 that game show from a long time ago, A Change of Heart? We're supposed to, we're supposed to have a change of heart from the things we're going through. Not keep trying to push our way. That's what's supposed to happen. Now, from there, brothers and sisters, let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 1. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 1. All right, the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 1. And it says, now, and this is, this is Paul and Silas in Thessalonica, okay? 
This is Paul and Silas in Thessalonica. Let's read about, if y'all remember what we just read. Um, in Ezekiel chapter 20, we read about how we're still doing the abominations and the wicked things of our fathers. That we're still following the things that we think is right. Okay? So that was in, during the time of Ezekiel. Now let's get to, to the time of in Acts. All right? And now let's t- as we're taking a look at these things, I'm going to try and bring this out in a way that we might be able to examine ourselves. That for a lot of the things that we keep doing, even though now we're calling ourselves Israelites, that our foreparents called themselves Israelites too, but there's a lot of still things that a lot of things they were doing that were still wicked, that still caused God to turn his back on us. All right? That still caused God to ignore us. So I want I'm I'm trying to do a comparison. All right, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give us a comparison to, to uh, or or, or um, uh, a study, so we can look and see. Damn, God was has been pissed off at us for a long time. The way He hid His face from us because we kept following the ways of our wicked fathers. So now we want to come back and make sure that we're not doing the same thing as we're building our foundation. Are we still doing the same things that got God angry with us in the first place? Do we still have that same mentality that our fathers had that got us kicked out of the paradise in the first place? That caused God to turn his back. And we we see, we're definitely a people that can see what happens when God turns his back. We can see the dysfunction in our families. And and you know we're in Black History Month, so you know the the how many Black Wall Streets were were were, were set up here in America? How many Freedom Towns were set up here in America? And again, I keep going over that because we we think we got this notion that now if we get our own land and we grow our own crops, then now we're going to escape the curses. Brothers and sisters, I, I, again, we we've been going we was going over what it means to deny Christ. We've been going over the worship of Baal and 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 the true birth of Christ and and all the 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 uh, the worship of the Queen of Heavens and the agricultural gods and all that. Stuff. We had our own land and in our own land of Israel, we were worshiping other fertility and agricultural gods. The rain dance that wasn't a, no that wasn't a, a, a cultural thing from God. That was completely to Baal worship, to bless the crops, to bless the food. When we had our own land, so this this notion that now because we got land all of a sudden that that's supposed to be the end, the, the end all the beat all. You see, we're not niggas. We're not just niggas. I am somebody. You gonna recognize I am somebody because look at what I got. Look at what I own. I am somebody. You can't treat me like a, a slave. You're not gonna treat me like a black American. You're gonna treat me as an equal. We've had this mentality, y'all. We've had this mentality. Hopefully, as we're going over some of these these, these topics, going over some of these scriptures. It might give a person a chance to reflect on themselves and, and, and understanding when Christ said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God's way of doing things is, is at hand. All right? So in Acts chapter 17, <clears throat> what were some of the things that we were still doing that had God turn his back on us? That had God hide his face from us? That had God, has God ignoring us 
and he's going to keep ignoring us until we acknowledge that we're doing wrong in his eyes, not in the heathen's eyes. Like it's in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 32. Remember, Ezekiel 20, 32 says, we will be as the heathen. We're going to be like the nations. We're going to think like them. We're going to drink like them. We're going to eat like them. We're going to celebrate what they celebrate. We're going to be like them. God said, no, you're not. And not be accepted by me. So in Acts chapter 17, the book of Acts chapter 17, verse verse 1. All right? And again, we're dealing with Paul and Silas when they were in Thessalonica. Where we get the book of Thessalonians from. And yes, I've covered, ooh, we, we covered this. Mm, we covered this. Tasha Paul covered this. It's on Blog Talk. It's on Blog Talk, Bible Talk. All right? Acts chapter 17, verse, verse 1. Now, when they had passed through uh, and, and uh, Phipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. Verse 2. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Now, mind you, you know, just that little, little, you know, trivia, if Christ did away with the law, if Christ did away with the Old Testament, then why is Paul reasoning with them after the crucifixion? After Christ was crucified, resurrected from the dead, and then went up to the, the, the third kingdom. To sit on the right hand of the Most High. Then why is Paul still pulling out the scriptures and reading with people in the scriptures? And what scriptures are we talking about? It can't be the New Testament. It can't be the New Testament. There was a New Testament at this time. Just you know, a little, little proof that the law was not done away with. The Old Testament was not done away with. Verse 3, though. Acts chapter 17, verse 3. <clears throat> Opening. And alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead. And that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. I mean, in other words, Christ means anointed. All right? And, and in Hebrew culture, Hebrew is like culture, anointed means to be the chosen one. That whenever king was, was put up, set up as king, they were anointed king from King Saul to uh, then King David and then King Solomon, and then King uh, uh, Rehoboam, and so forth and so on, that the king, that the, the ruler would be anointed. The high priest, who was going to be the high priest, chosen as the high priest, they would be anointed. So I'm going to say here that Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. He's the anointed one, the one that, that, that the scriptures have been talking about, been prophesying about. All right, verse 4. We're in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 4. It says, and some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas. All right. Uh, Some of them believed and consorted with with Paul and Silas. And of the the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. Now, brothers and sisters, I can only suggest that for all the hard work that the Brother Tyson Paul has been putting into his Never Wax Pale series, that's been going on for just about over a year. I hope by this time, if you've been listening for a little bit, you know that these Greeks were not white people. You know that these Greeks weren't just everybody, that it was, it was, it was Israelites 
who had been giving themselves over to the fashion, the custom, the mindset of the Greeks. And the brother has covered this extensively. Extensively. And maybe you just can't stand Taza Pa. Well, IUIC has covered this uh, in history classes also. Of how we ran greedily to be like white people, even while in the promised land. We wanted to live like the white folks. We wanted to be around the white. We wanted to be accepted by white folks. So let's not get it twisted. When that's what we're reading about here in Acts chapter 17 and verse 4. These Greeks weren't white people. It was our people who were deeply rooted in the ways of the Greeks. All right? But still went to the synagogue. I don't know why. But still went to the synagogue. All right? Acts chapter 17 verse 4. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas. And of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of their women, not a few. So a, a lot of them was believing what Paul was saying as he's going through the scriptures and showing this is what the scripture says. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Most High said. He was doing that for three Sabbaths. Right? Acts 17 and 5. But the Jews, but the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort and gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason and sought to bring them out of the people. So the certain of the Jews which believe that, they didn't want to hear the scriptures. And they moved with what in verse 5? With envy. They went and got some lewd fellows of a baser sort. Those who really had no, no conscience. Those who, 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 I guess we could say had no intellect when it comes to scriptures. No intellect to really being about what God wants. Baser sort. Those that, that, are, that are moved by emotion. And not God's law, not God's word. That have a twisted, thwarted sense of, of, of right, what it means to be right. That righteousness to them is based on emotion, being of the baser sort, being lewd. And they got the whole city in the uproar. Jews that believe not. Verse 6. And when they had Found them not. They drew Jason. Because Jason was protecting them. They, they, they stayed at Jason's house. Jason was protecting them. So they went to Jason's house to get Paul and Silas and the company they were with. They weren't there. They pulled Jason out. Like, we about to get you now. They got so stirred up by these, these lewd fellows of the baser sort. They operate off emotion, the emotions and the envy of these unbelieving Jews. Not the scriptures, not the word of God, but the emotion. Verse 6. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren into the, unto the rulers of the, of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Brothers and sisters, the reason I'm wanting to get this right here 
I went and I highlighted it. If you can see my notes right now, you see I, I this 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 verse, Acts chapter seventeen verse six is highlighted. When Paul and Silas came with the message of Christ, what did the message of Christ cause to happen? It caused things to be turned upside down. That the routine, the way that people were doing things, the way people believed, that when Paul and Silas actually brought Christ, the understanding of Christ, it was turning people's worlds upside down. And Christ already told us that that's what he came to do. Remember, brothers and sisters, we're in, we're in part 10 of building a house upon a rock. This is episode 10. Go back and, and check out some of the earlier episodes of this series. And Christ told you that he's been said to offend many in Israel. That he came not to send peace, but a sword. That he came to bring division. That is going to be five against uh, in one house. It'll be uh, in one house of five people. It'd be three against two. That, that there's going to be those who believe the scriptures and those who didn't. That there's going to be uproars, and we're reading about it now. That you have people who who when the message of Christ came, the true message of Christ came, it overthrows a lot of foundations. A lot of things that people felt they were standing on and that they felt that was right and wrong was are right, that they're dead wrong. You're wrong. You're dead wrong. Yeah, I remember side note. I mean, this is to some of my older uh, brothers and sisters, the other older ones. Uh older hip hop fans. Yeah, I remember Run DMC. Um you you he's a liar. How did uh, they had a song that was talking about somebody lying. Well, what was it? Was that Busted Rhymes? I didn't know that he came back and did something similar with, uh, or Method. They did something similar with uh, with Chris Rock. That shit was funny. I, did, I just heard it the other day as it, as it came to mind a little bit. You a liar. You a, you's a liar. Um, I mean, it was Q. It was with Q. That uh, Chris Rock's talking about, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I wrote all Cube's movies. And that really, uh, uh, and I let Cube hold my cars. <laughs> On the weekend, it was kind of funny. But I tell you that that the reason I'm only bringing that up, when you come with the true knowledge of Christ, it's telling you if your foundation is not solid, really based on the scriptures, your house, your peace, your routine, it's going to be turned upside down. That maybe you might realize the things that you've been holding on to, the things that our parents have been holding on to. The things our parents' parents have been holding on to, the things society has been holding on to, has been dead wrong. And you're sitting here making a stand on it. You're sitting here holding on to it as if it's true gospel. And now when the real gospel, the scriptures come out, what you're standing on, what your parents stood on, what my grandparents stood on, has been 180 degrees wrong. And people are going to get upset, pissed off. But why? Because of envy. 
Cuts of envy. And Because of envy, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna let the scripture reveal itself. So it's telling you that when if your foundation is not built on the scriptures, this this is the point I'm trying to get get us to. This is the point I'm trying to get us to. If your what you believe in and are standing on and want to be grounded in, and you're making it, you're gonna make your firm stand on. When Christ actually comes, the words of Christ are actually here and it's designed to shake your foundation to see, are you really believing in the words of the Most High? Are you believing in something else like the heathen, like the nations, like our grandparents and our foreparents did? Christ is coming to shake your world up. Now we can repent and get it right or get mad and follow the example of these, of these of unbelieving Jews. And this ain't the small hats, y'all. This is not the small hats. This is our people. Reading on, Acts chapter 17, verse 7. Whom Jason has received, and these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar. Are y'all hearing what? What are, are y'all hearing? Forget hearing. We, we we we. Are you reading what the Bible is saying? When got the whole city in the uproar, talk about the true teachers of of Christ are turning the world upside down. Whom Jason Acts seventeen and seven, whom Jason hath received, and these all do contrary. To the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. Now, at this time, they're saying, you know, trying to pull it, pull it, make it political. But it wasn't about the politics. It's about going contrary to Caesar, contrary to the routines and the things that they had built themselves up with. That were not built on the Most High. They were not built on God. Verse 8. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken uh, security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. Out of envy. Because their way of doing things wasn't accepted. Their belief, what they stood on, which was wrong, according to God, was shown to be wrong. So they went to find some authority that was going to force their way of doing things. Talking about these that Jason received do contrary to the decrees of Caesar. Let's go, forget the scriptures. Let's find another authority. Let's find somebody who, 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 who has power that's going to make these guys shut up. Who's going to make these guys 
not bring up the scriptures. So we can keep doing things the way we're doing things. So we don't have to change. So we don't have to repent. Well, it says, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to bring these things out in a way that we might that we might really consider. That we might, like St. Corinthians 13 and 5 says, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Do you really believe in the scriptures or, or do you believe, are you, is your belief based on something else? And now when Christ comes, you're rattled, you're shook. Like, like standing in an earthquake. You, your beliefs are being shaken because it's not based on the scripture. It's not based on Christ. Is not rooted. Your your belief is not anchored in the scriptures. The book of Romans, chapter one, verse twenty-eight. The book of Romans, chapter one, verse twenty-eight, and it says, "Check this out, y'all." This is now Paul in Rome, not dealing with the Edomite white people that were in Rome, dealing with the, our people, the Jews that were in Rome. Wanted to be like white folks. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And it says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. What does it mean to retain? Let me pull this up in, in, in my East Word. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. I've been reading from my notes, and now what I'm doing is now I'm pulling up my Eastward because my Eastward, I can get to the dictionary quick. All right, so Romans chapter 1 verse 28 says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Definition of the word retain. Definition of the word retain. From Webster's, it says, to hold or keep in possession not to lose or part with or dismiss. All right, so the word retain means to hold or keep in possession, not to lose or part with. So in, in Romans, chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it says, and even as they did not like to retain God or to what? To hold on and keep God in possession as much as they did not like to, uh, they, they, they're not like to retain or they lost part with, they parted or dismissed God. All right? That this is what people do. This, and this is what our forefathers did. This is what our forefathers did. This is what Israelites do. All right? I don't want to retain God. I don't, I, I don't want to keep God in my mind. I want to go by my feelings. I want to go by how the heathen do things. I'm going to go by how the world does things. I'm going to keep those, those and the, those things that I cherish, that I've made an idol, I want to be able to keep doing those things and still somehow be accepted by God. Somehow. I want to set up my idols and what I find good and precious and, and, and sincere 
and sentimental. And I'm going to try and force God to accept me this way. And if not, I'm going to try some psych- psychological flip on God. Like, well, God, how you, God, you really don't love me then. This is our people. This is our people. So in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. I don't want to know what God says. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know the scriptures. I, I, I want to just know what I feel. I know what the Bible says. I don't even know what the Bible says, but I know what I feel. Don't bring that to me because that's going to turn my world upside down like what Paul and Silas did in Thessalonica. I'm not trying to hear that. That's going to accept the status quo. That's going to accept. That's going to upset things. That I've worked so hard to be accepted in this society by Caesar. I've worked so hard to be accepted in, in this role that I'm in and this mindset that I have, and I'm happy and doing the things I do, you keep bringing the word of God. I can't keep doing what I want to do. Come on, come on. If this ain't us, if this ain't us. <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, verse 28. <clears throat> and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. I hope we're listening. We don't like to keep God's knowledge. We don't want to put God's knowledge in front of us. I don't want to keep doing things and, and by how God wants things done. It says God will get you to the point where he'll give you over to a reprobate mind. Reprobate. You know we got to look it up, right? You know, and you know this, man. Reprobate. Webster's 1828. Um Not enduring proof or trial. So reprobate. Because we don't want to keep God's knowledge. Let me let me go back to it. You know what? Um Oh Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Y'all got everything here. I want this over here. Oh, this is notes. I don't need notes. So Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprimand mind, or God gave them over to not enduring proof or trial. Then no matter what God does, you're not going to see it. That's scary, y'all. That no matter what God does, you are not going to see it. Number one, not enduring proof or trial, not of standard purity or fineness, disallowed, rejected. God's going to make sure your mind is rejected, that you ain't going to see nothing there. Of all the evidence that God has, has done to prove himself, and we don't want to keep God's knowledge in front of us, God will give you over to a reprobate that no matter what proof, you know, and that, you know what's scary about that, brothers and sisters? That means that no matter what scriptures are being shown to you, you still ain't going to see it. No matter what of God's word is being shown to you, you still ain't going to see it. That, that should scare the bejesus out of a lot of people. That your mind 
you're so stuck in your way that you get God to the point where no matter what is shown to you, you still ain't going to see it. That's a, that, that, should, that, that should be a wake-up call. But we know how our people are. It's, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Or else this scripture wouldn't be true. Somebody has to have a reprobate mind. And you know what? Consider this too, brothers and sisters. Consider this. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. In order to retain something, that means you have to been given, it had to be given to you at first. To retain, in order to keep it, it had to be given to you first. You had to be have received. You had to get it. It was available to you. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, I don't want to know God. I want to know everything else. I want to know about everything else. Don't I don't want to know about God. You know what they're saying? You got people who've been in, in, in Council of Israelites for, for a lot of years and still don't know the books of the Bible. But just like when they was in church, they love God. Ain't nothing changed. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Yet no matter what proof, what trials is given to you, you're, you're past hope. God is through with you. That's, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm, the details of this class and, and some of the examples is, is scaring me. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, and this, this ain't to be no psychological uh, whatever for nobody that I'm trying to pull in anybody's heartstrings or whatever. No, I, right now, I can give a damn about what anybody else thinks right now. I'm scared. I'm scared. Do y'all remember what happened with Saul, the very first king? And we're going to get in this in this series. We're going to cover that. But if y'all remember, the most I gave us Saul because of how hard-headed we were. And we just had to have a leader. We had to have a man we had to follow. God's been leading us the whole time, coming out of Egypt, all the plagues. He's been leading us the whole time into the promised land. He's been leading us the whole time. But we got to the point of just bitching and complaining so much that we had to have a leader to follow. You know, lead from the front. We need somebody we can follow. We need somebody we can see. Regardless of all that God has been doing, give us somebody we can see. And he's got to be the tallest among everybody. There was Saul. He got to be the most handsomest. There was Saul. And in that, it said he gave us he gave us Saul in his anger. We pissed him off. But you know what? So you know what? what, what you know, for uh, an ungrateful people, they're not looking at that. There's not even consideration that God was pissed off as much as they were happy they got their way. We were happy we got our way. For not even considering that that we reject like like do we got uh, do I have time? See, I'm, oh yeah, we got to go there. I'm 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 there. I'm there. We're gonna go a little bit over the two hour mark, y'all. We're gonna go just a touch over the two hour mark today. Um, let me pull this up. Um, 
It's First Samuel. Let me find it. Let me find it. First Samuel. Is it fifteen? Sixteen. Give me one second, y'all. Give me one second. Give me one second. No, I said 15. It must be 14. Um, give me one second. Let me, give me one second, y'all. I want to find this. I do want to find this. Um... Right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. 
Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. I did find it, y'all. I didn't find it. Forgive me. Right, it's, it's always been First Samuel chapter 15. I don't know why, why I was having such a brain malfunction. But our First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. All right, first Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And it says, and this is after, um, this was the God's last straw with Saul. Right? That, that God gave us our first king in anger because we wanted to see a man. We wanted to follow a man, and we never considered that that we rejected God. It's what God told Samuel, why are you mad? They haven't rejected you from, 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 from being king. They rejected me. This is how God sees it, but we, we lack empathy to speak of things how God sees things. That's just how, how cold-hearted I guess we are, all right, that we're that cold that we can never consider what God, how he might feel when he is looking at things. We're just so selfish and, and, and entitled that we be ready to fight and argue with God about why God is wrong, not seeing it our way. And that's a battle we've been losing since we came out of Egypt. But First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Message. Sometimes we want to get so much message. Message. Are we obeying the voice of God? In order to obey somebody's voice, you have to listen. You have to listen and comply. Are we listening? Are we paying attention to what God is saying? Or are we so hell-bent on making sure somebody hears what we're saying? Verse 23, first time in 1523. For rebellion is at the sin of witchcraft. And we, I did a whole series, brother and sister, the whole, I think it was 30 parts, about spiritual... Um, Spiritual fornication, stubbornness and spiritual fornication, the idols of the Gentiles and spiritual fornication. I did a whole 30-part series on this. Reading on 1 Samuel 15, 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because Thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected thee from being king. What were some of the circumstances that led to this? Let's jump up to verse 18. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 18. And the Lord sent, sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. So this, this was the order that was given to Saul. All right? This was the order that was given to Saul. 
Verse 19. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? You went for the money. You went for the bag. As opposed to, and, and, and in doing so, yeah, you did evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse 20, and Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Amalekites. Saul is ready to protest. And justify his actions. Paul is ready, Saul. Saul is ready to protest and justify his actions. Now, you would think that, you know, you, you know how parents, that you got the phone call from the school, from, from the principal or whatever. So you already know what happened, but then you wait for the, the child to come home, and the child comes in, and you wait to see, if, is the child going to confess? Or you, you might even give him a chance, like, like hey, so how was, how was school today? Fine. Did anything happen today? No, nothing. You would think that from the line of questions, that child would be like, why are you asking this? Like, I know I got in trouble today, so but why are you asking? But they're going to do everything they can to, to, to avoid and deflect and, and not deal with it. And how many times as a parent you say, now, before, I, before you, I'm going to give you a minute to think about what you're going to say because I already spoke to the teacher. I already got the email. You, and, and, and we'll warn a child about that. Like, look, look, girl, your teacher already contacted me about your behavior. Now, before you, I'm going to give you time to, to really think about the lie that you're about to come up with or the justification you're about to come up with. You might not want to go there. I already spoke to the teacher. I already got the email. I got the email. Then I called the teacher. I already spoke to him. So I already know the real deal. I'm giving you an opportunity to see if you're going to come, come clean or not. How many times will we as parents do that same thing? But when it's done to us, we, we become that child, and we want to keep justifying why we're doing what we're doing. And then somehow make it seem like, God, you're wrong. It didn't seem that bad to me. So Samuel is asking Saul, so why did you not obey God? What, what, what's wrong with you? Weren't you told this? And you, you see the line of question. Weren't you told to come to Amalek and destroy? I mean, he asked him. What, what did Saul say? Yeah. Then, then why didn't you obey his voice? You were told to consume everything, destroy everything. Why didn't you obey his voice? Why, why, why did you fly upon the spoil? Why, what, 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 and now you're doing evil in the sight of God. What? How did you obey? And look, look at Saul's justification. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and has, have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Verse 21. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of, of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, 
to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Did y'all hear this? I obeyed. I did right. But they, they took the spoil. And then they wanted to sacrifice the Lord your God. So get off of me. That's, that's between them. I did what I was supposed to do. Do you hear the justification and the reasoning of how, how Saul shall present his case? Verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, obeying the voice of the Lord God, of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected thee from being king. And I know because people don't read, none of this is going to register with them. Verse 24, And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. I did what everybody else was doing instead of what God wanted. Again, we're going over these scriptures, brothers and sisters. What is our foundation on? Verse 25, Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. Hey, forgive me, and let's keep going. I said, I'm sorry. Check out verse 26. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Verse 27. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and rent it. So Samuel was like, Look, that's it. Saul, Saul reached out to Samuel and grabbed his, 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 uh, his mantle and it ripped. Hmm. Verse 28. He was desperate, y'all. Saul was desperate. Verse 28. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord has rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and has given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Well, we read it in, in Acts chapter 17. The envy of the non-believing Jews. The envy. Sam is telling us all right here. Because you keep rejecting the word of God. You, you've been rejected. You finally got to the point where now God's rejected you. And picked somebody better than you. Verse 29. And also, the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent. For he is not a man that he should repent. Then he said, I have sinned. Yet honor me now, I pray thee, before the elders of thy people, of my people, and before Israel, and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord thy God. Check this out, y'all. And Sam returned again after Saul, and Saul worshiped the Lord. Saul is so... Image conscious. Saul is so image conscious. 
as long as it looked like Samuel was with him, he was cool. He didn't. He really didn't didn't register the depth of he's been rejected as king. God was through with him. He just wanted to save face in front of the people. I'm gonna jump down real quick and we'll end this end this tonight. Um, we'll keep reading. Um, verse 32. Then said Samuel, "Bring me hither, bring me hither, bring ye hither to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites." And Agag came unto him delicately, and Agag said, "Surely, the bitterness of death is past." So he, he thought it was he, he thought he was in the clear. Verse 33, and Samuel said, as thy sword has made women childless, so shall thy mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house in Gabah of Saul. Verse 35, y'all. And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. Just because Samuel felt bad didn't have nothing to do with how God felt about this dude. And that's scary, because it finally got to the point where Saul was rejected. Reprobate. That there was no proof. There's nothing that can be done. God was finished. So when we go back, y'all, to Romans chapter 1, verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, you know, and, and, and what they know, the root word of knowledge being know, you're not going to retain God in what they know. What, what, what do people hold on to? This is what my dad taught me. This is what I know. This is what the world taught me. So this is what I know. I'm holding on to what I know, not what God's knowledge is, what God knows I'm going to hold on to what I know. Okay? Okay. God gave us his Bible. The things written four times were written for our learning. Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which were not convenient. Verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding. Coming to breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. We're going to end this on that note right there, when we come back, hopefully on Wednesday, most of us are the same. Hopefully we come back on Wednesday. Um, I want to go into this Romans chapter 1 verse 28. 
28 down. And we're going to look up all these words. Uh, and, and, and kind of reflect on what God will have a person do to, to inconvenience themselves. That no matter what proof they're given, no matter what they're showing, no matter what scripture they're given, they're, they're going to be stuck on stupid. They're going to be stuck in their opinion. And God's play, somebody got to play this part. And God's production, somebody's got to play these parts. These roles have got to be filled. All right, brothers and sisters, we're going to call it a night. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Um, Shemaya's role, where am I at? All right, so today being Wednesday, Monday, I'm sorry. All these days start to run together. Today being Monday, please check out Tells About Tuesday tomorrow. He's not contacting me yet to know what time his show is going to be going on. If it's going to be in the morning or in the, in the evening. Um, but I would definitely let the notice, I'll send a notice out um, when, when, so we can listen in. And as you know, you can still catch the archive show. Okay? Uh. All right, brothers and sisters. I know that yawns is probably going to spread throughout the world like cancer. All right. With that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channels. Uh, this, what is that? The um, Sword of Truth, um, San Antonio, Texas. The SOW, um, Houston, Texas. SOW. Um, Nova Virginia and SOW Rochester, New York. All right, stream of wisdom. And don't forget to go to Facebook and uh, look up and and join Fountain of Wisdom. And with that, brothers and sisters, we're gonna let Priest Ash from the House of David, the Master Yes Allah, lead us out. Shalom. Shema. Israel.